0: into Revelations chapter 2, there are seven churches which were in Asia that Jesus was instructing John to write letters to. All but one of the seven churches received a rebuke. The church of Philadelphia was the only church that received praise and also warning, take heed that no man take your crown. And as we go, it, it, Revelation 2 starts off with the church of of Ephesus. And each time Jesus introduces a church, he breaks down a description of himself. For an example, if you look at verse one, it says, these things saith he that holds the seven stars in his right hand and walks in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks. He says, I know your works, your labor, your patience, and how you cannot bear those that are evil. And you have tried them which say they are apostles and are not but have found them liars and has borne and has patience and for my name's sake and you have labored and you have not fainted and it says nevertheless i have somewhat against thee because thou hast left thy first love remember therefore how you have fallen and repent and do the first works else i will come quickly and remove thy candlestick out of its place except thou repent and so as we hear that theme in the seven churches You have the church of Laodicea, which they're neither hot nor cold. They're lukewarm. And because they're lukewarm, it says that the Lord will spit them out of his mouth. That it was, God didn't want that. God wanted you to either be hot or cold. All in. All in or not. But continuing through, if you go to verse 7 in Revelations 2, it says, He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says unto the churches. That is said seven times. He that has an ear, let him hear. Now, obviously everyone has an ear, but what Jesus is talking about is the spiritual ability to hear what the Spirit is saying to the believer, to those that are followers of God, or to those that are even being called by God. Today, if you will hear His voice, harden not your hearts. That comes out of Hebrews chapter four. And so, Today, if you will hear his voice. And so that was a common theme. It was in the Old Testament with the nation of Israel when they were rebelling against God. And God was saying, Today, if you will hear my voice, do not harden your hearts. Because during that time, they were lusting over things and they were greedy and they had turned their backs against God and they were just following their own ways. But when he starts off with this in verse 7, it says, To him that overcomes will I give to eat of the tree of life, which is in the middle of the paradise of God. And so there are seven promises and seven blessings that we will receive if we overcome. To him that overcometh, that is a common theme in this book. And
1: just a reminder, so you're saying this is the voice of God in a man's head sitting
0: on a prisoner island? this is Jesus coming to John the Apostle.
1: That's what I'm saying. John the Apostle is writing this works. This is all written word from John the Apostle. Yes. As he heard it from Jesus.
0: As he's in the vision. As he's in the vision. So he's taken up in this vision. Several times God took up prophets. Mm -hmm. He took up prophet Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 1, 2, and 3. You'll see where God takes up the prophet. God took up the prophet Elijah when it was time for him to go. God took up the prophet Ezekiel. The apostle Paul says that I was taken up into the third heaven and I received things and I've heard things that it's not even lawful for me to speak or write about.
1: So John wrote all of the book of revelations?
0: All of the book of revelations, correct. And
1: how many pages is it? 21 chapters. 21 chapters. And you'll get into this more, but just again, coming from the layman, never heard it, just really only heard punch words of Revelations and being used maybe to scare people. And I've learned that prophecy is actually really quite beautiful from all the things that you've shared and I've been learning. it's not, It doesn't have to be a scary thing, it's actually a glorious moment for a human being to be touched by God like that. So he had these visions, or these, I guess I can say, visions and prophecy and then he must've came back and just radically scribed this as much as he could remember. A-
0: How I look at it as he was writing this while wow. he was in the vision. Wow, okay. So it was no different than God coming to you right now in a vision and saying, speak these words. Right now. And showing you the things which you are seeing and you're speaking to them into the mic and you're describing what you're seeing. Amazing. With the mental, you're sure. fully cognate. Yeah, Absolutely. the acuity of it
1: with hand to paper. And then just one more thing you mentioned in the beginning, where they were, can you just do one more reminder of like where he was and what kind of man he was at that time?
0: The Apostle John was, it's a small island off of Greece, the Isle of Patmos, and it's just an exile island where he, criminals were sent.
1: So he was a criminal, most likely.
0: In the Roman eyes world mm-hmm. because he was a preacher of Jesus Christ. Got it. And during that time, the Christians were persecuted above all other groups in the entire world they were almost used as a specular. How do you say that word? I don't uh, Cut? <laughs> we're gonna have to cut that
1: out. We don't have to cut anything out, it's good. It's coming out, but we'll see. Yeah. So yeah, he was following the way.
0: Yeah, and during that time, there was a great fire. So he was exiled, so yeah, because and also, he was following the way. Yes, and just to add in a little context, there was a great fire in Rome, and they blamed the Christians for setting it. Mm. And what happened was Christianity was exiled in Rome. If you were a Christian, if you were caught with Christian material during that time, you would either be beheaded, you'd be put to the Colosseum and fed to lions. You would be stripped down naked and hung on a cross. They burned, they crucified, they tortured Christians abroad.
1: Made a spectacle out of them. Spectacle. There it is. That's the word. Spectacle. That was the word I I was looking for. Right? (laughs) Exactly. I had to go there too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, that's what they did. And it was something that was just... It was just evil. It was was Satan possessing this Roman emperor to just come against Christians. And so during this time, John the Apostle was just a preacher. He was preaching the gospel. And that's why many accounts say that they tried to kill him by allowing him to be boiled in a huge pot of oil just to kill him. And it says that he survived. But he was sent to this island, and this is where he received this revelation. And this book went out into the entire world, into all seven churches, and was received. And yeah, so we're going to continue entering into this book and just trying to get a better sense of what's written in here. So continuing on, he speaks about Christ being able to see into the church, understanding what's going on with the believers, understanding their strengths, but also their weaknesses. Now some scholars believe that the seven churches are seven time periods through which the church of Jesus Christ is living in. I personally don't believe that. You know, there's a lot of different interpretations or understandings of the word eschatology. And what eschatology really means I know it's a big religious word, but it just means the study of end times, when the rapture is going to take place, whether it's pre-tribulation, mid-tribulation, post-tribulation. I think this book gives you a very good sense of what this world is going through right now and also what it's going to go through, because some people don't think that any of these events have, have unfolded yet. I beg to differ on that, because there's a lot of world events that have taken place that completely identify themselves in Scripture. And so we're going to enter into that, especially getting into Revelations chapter 6 when we enter into the four horsemen of the apocalypse. But continue backtracking for a second. Revelations chapter 2 and Revelations chapter 3 has just rebukes and warnings to the church about what to do, what not to do, And also the blessings that God will give to those that are faithful. So, for an example, Revelations two, it says, He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says unto the churches. To him that overcome will not be hurt by the second death. Verse 17, in in the same chapter, He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says unto the churches. To him that overcometh will I give to eat of the hidden manna, and will give him a white stone. And in this stone a new name written, which no man knows but he that receives it. To him that overcomes will I give power over the nations, and he will rule them with a rod of iron. As vessels of a potter they shall be broken into shivers, even as I have received them my father, and I will give him the morning star. Revelation chapter 3 verse 5, To him that overcometh the same will be clothed in white clothing, and I will not blot out his name out of the book of life, but will confess his name before my father and before his angels. And then Revelation chapter 6, To him that overcometh will I make a pillar in the temple of my God, and he shall go no more out. And I will write upon him the name of my God, and the name of the city of my God, which is New Jerusalem, which comes down out of heaven from my God, and I will write upon him a new name. And then number 7 says, To him that overcometh will I grant to sit with me in my throne, even as I overcame and sat down with my father in his throne. And then it ends with, he that has an ear, let him hear. And so from there, we enter into Revelations chapter 4, which is the throne room of God. And this is a detailed description of the throne of God. And John the Baptist is called up here. If you read Revelation chapter 4, verse 1, it says, And after this, I looked, and behold, there was a door opened in heaven, And the first voice which spoke with me, as if it was a great trumpet, said, Come up here, and I will show you the things which must be hereafter. And immediately I was in the Spirit, and behold, a throne was set in heaven, and one sat upon the throne, and he that sat upon the throne was to look upon like a jasper and a sardine stone. And there was a rainbow around his throne, like an emerald." And around the throne were twenty-four seats, and upon the seats I saw twenty-four elders clothed in white raiment, and they had on their heads crowns of gold. And out of the throne proceeded lightnings and thunderings and voices, and there were seven lamps of fire burning before the throne, which are the seven spirits of God. And before the throne there was a sea of glass like crystal. In the middle of the throne and around the throne there were four beasts full of eyes, in front of them and behind them. The first beast was like a lion, the second beast was like a calf, the third beast was like the face of a man, and the fourth beast was like a flying eagle. And the four beasts had, each of them, six wings around them, and they were full of eyes within, and they rest not day and night, saying, Holy Lord God Almighty, which is, which was, and which is to come. And when those beasts gave glory, honor, and thanks to him that sat upon the throne and lives forever and ever, And the 24 elders fell down before him that sat upon the throne and worshipped him that lives forever and ever. And they cast their crowns before the throne, saying, You are worthy, O Lord, to receive glory, honor, and power. For you have created all things, and for thy pleasure they are and were created. And so that is Mm -hmm. Revelation chapter 4.
1: And just again, coming back into this, and for people who are not following the Bible, and maybe even adamantly against Christianity this is obviously New Testament, right? Because if these people are following Jesus, that means yeah. this is all written after Jesus has come and gone and followers of Jesus.
0: Yeah, this was written to the church. Yeah, And the word church, if you break it down in Greek, is ekklasia, And what it means is those that are called out, the called out ones. So a lot of times people, they get this preconceived idea that, oh, church is just church. It's just, no, church is a body of believers that are called out. It's not a building. It's not something that you go to. It's who you are.
1: Yeah, I love that. I really love that, and I think that is resonating more in this day and age. I think people who are seeing the evil and the darkness and the pain and the struggles that are out there, they know much of church is in the heart of man. Amazing. Keep going. Yeah, this is great. First, I just gotta say, so we're in this heavenly place. So he in chapter four, he was taken to this this throne and. We talked about this a little bit before in the power and privilege of the name. Often God's name represents plurality. Jesus is the son, but we have the Trinity, and often God is mentioned in a form of plural. Am I correct in saying that?
0: Absolutely. And the plurality of God is actually in Revelation's chapter 1 starting at verse 4 in you'll hear the three, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit in verses four and five. So it starts off as John, to the seven churches which are in Asia, grace be unto you and peace from him which is, which was, and which is to come, and from the seven spirits which are before his throne. So there you got the Father, you got the Spirit, and then verse five it says, and from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness, the first begotten of the dead, And the prince of the kings of the earth, unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood, and has made us kings and priests, unto our God and to his Father. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. And then verse 7 says, Behold, he comes with the clouds. Every eye shall see him, and they also which pierced him. And all the tribes and kindreds of the earth shall wail because of him. Even so, amen. You see the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit in verses four and five. And that is, you'll see that through the entire book with the Spirit of God, Jesus Christ, and God the Father.
1: Amazing. And can you just embellish a little bit more on the kind of the rainbow crown? I'm not trying to take you off course, but you said there was a rainbow crown.
0: There was a rainbow around the throne. A rainbow around the throne. And what makes that kind of interesting, do you know where the rainbow came from? No. Do you know what it symbolizes? I have no idea. Okay, so God allowed the rainbow to be put in the sky during the days of Noah. He gave it to Noah as a token, as a sign that he will never destroy the world again by a flood. And that was because during the times of Noah, the people had become so wicked, so evil, completely corrupt, haters of God, full of all types of just the nastiest sins you can imagine, and God flooded the world. And he saved Noah and his family. And he told Noah, I put a token in the sky as a rainbow that I will never flood or destroy the world again. And so it's- <laughs> never heard that. Yeah, and so it's a sign of God's mercy.
1: Yeah, that's a pretty hopeful image. Nobody doesn't feel good when they see a rainbow. That's a, it's always a hopeful image
0: and you can see how the world has polluted that with the rainbow and everything and but no this rainbow is something that is sacred in the eyes of God. It is a sign of his that he will not destroy the world. So continuing on Revelation 5 is another one of those really powerful chapters that it just breaks down Jesus Christ receiving power, authority and a kingdom in how it starts off it just not just i'm not going to read the whole thing but i'll just give you just a quick rundown john sees god the father and in the right hand of god sitting on the throne was a book written and a strong angel proclaimed with a loud voice who is worthy to open the book and to open the seals of it and it says no man in heaven nor in earth nor under the earth was able to open the book and to look upon it. And John began to weep much, because no man was found worthy to open and read the book. And then it says, verse 5, And one of the elders said unto me, Weep not, behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has prevailed to open the book, and to loose its seals. And then it says, And I beheld, and lo, in the middle of the throne, and in the middle of the four beasts, in the middle of the elders, stood a lamb as if it had been slain. Having seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God sent forth into all the earth. So there we got another one of those seven spirits of God sent forth into all the earth. But what I thought was real interesting about that was, so the first thing John the Baptist said when he saw Jesus coming, Behold the Lamb of God, which takes away sin from the world. And so here's an imagery that they used in the book of revelations we understand that this lamb is the lion of the tribe of judah is a prophecy given to israel in the old testament and he pronounced that over his son judah and that a lion would come from you and that he would be given great power and authority
1: And what does this have to do with the book? See, this is what the Bible frustrates me, or even ministry often, right? Like, typically, I think, for me in any way, if it stops making sense to me, I just zone out and try to feel some Holy Spirit. And then drink my coffee afterwards, hug some people and say, thank you, Jesus, and leave, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's hard to get through this material and that's why, and you do a really great job of it, but again, I'm a pretty sharp mind myself and when I get lost, I know I need to be reeled back in again. Yeah. So we've just walked through three, four chapters right now Yep. and John has been taken away to this other world. He's sitting in this, this other space, not on heaven. earth, heaven, heaven. if yeah. you will. There are these four beasts that take these different forms with all these wings that are north, west, south, and east that are protecting, if you will, or at least they're the visual. And then inside of that, there are these other, I don't know if they're angelic beings or... but
0: 24 seats 24 of 24 seats of elders,
1: right? So this powerful elders. And then is there a throne inside of that?
0: And the throne is in the middle of them. And the
1: throne is in the middle of all the elders. And then is there someone sitting in that throne that is visible?
0: Yes, and that's God the Father. That's God the
1: Father. So God the Father. And then he then sees Jesus in here? He does. Uh Uh-huh, the Lamb.
0: And the Lamb comes before God the Father Uh and takes the book that no man was found worthy to open of it.
1: Wow. And we've never heard of it. Nobody had ever heard of this book before. This is no. just in the vision. And it had seven seals that had to be and, opened? Or? Yes. And uh-huh. so it had this See, and, this is where it gets cool for me. See, when I can ask questions and get closer to it.
0: And as he opens this book, which was written in heaven, all these things start coming out, the revelation. And that's the next chapter that we're about to break into. Wow. And it's powerful.
1: Wow. And does he give any sense of whether Jesus like, took the same form in his vision than he appeared like in earth, or he just knew that it was the essence of
0: I'll give you what the scripture says. Yeah, please. If Revelations chapter 5, starting at verse 7, and it says, And he came and took the book out of the right hand of him that sat upon a throne. And when he had taken the book, the four beasts and the twenty-four elders fell down before the Lamb, every one of them having harps, and golden vials, which are full of the odors, which are the prayers of the saints. And they sung a new song, saying, Thou art worthy to take the book, and to open the seals thereof, for you have been slain, and has redeemed us to God by your blood, out of every kindred and tongue, people and nation, and has made us unto our God kings and priests, and we shall reign on the earth." And then it says, And I beheld and heard the voice of many angels around the throne, the beasts and the elders, and the number of them was ten thousand times ten thousand and thousands of thousands, saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing in every creature which is in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and such as are in the sea. And all of them I heard saying, blessing and honor, glory and power unto him that sitteth upon the throne and unto the Lamb forever and ever. So there you got the God, the Father, God, the Son. And the four beasts in the f- said, Amen. And the twenty-four elders fell down and worshipped him that lives forever and ever. Yeah, like
1: I'm at the moment I'm like filled with kind of goosebumps, body's warm, I'm got my eyes closed, I'm imagining this moment, and it's a true celebration in heaven. And this is a celebration that's happening post crucifixion. Yes. So it's all of a sudden it's been done and now the great knowledge and wisdom can be revealed to man through the sun.
0: Absolutely. Mm-hmm.